0: And um, I read this poem in it. Freely I confess my sins. For God's grace, for God has poured his grace in. But when another lists my faults, I want to smash his face in. Freely I confess my sins, for God has poured his grace in. But when another lists my sins, I want to smash his face in. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are here. Lord, I, I pray that now as we, we turn to explore more of what you say to us regarding the fights and quarrels that, that we so often experience. Lord, I, I pray that you would help us to have open hearts and ears. Holy Spirit, that you would speak through me this morning. That it would not be my words, Lord, but that you would speak. Amen. Amen. you just hate it when somebody comes and criticises you? Don't know about you, but I, I really, I, I hate it with a passion. But I'm so good at criticising other people. I mean, if we're really going hammer at tongs with, with somebody in a fight or an argument, isn't criticism one of those tools that, that is so powerful? That, that we use against one another to, to get under the skin of our opponent, that because we know that, that when we are criticized, we get really hurt, so if we can criticize the other person, they are going to suffer. And we do suffer when somebody criticizes us, even if maybe especially if what the criticism is is, is actually true and right and, and, and something we need to address, but, but we don 't want to bar of it. I mean, when somebody criticizes you, how often don't we take it as a, as a personal assault on our person, on our character, on our, on our honor, on our goodness, on, on who we are? I mean, you dare to criticize me, and, and when you do, my, my pride raises its hackles, and, and we get all defensive and, and angry. Now, Steve Martin, the, the comedian, says, um, if you're going to criticize somebody, first walk a mile in his shoes. That way you've got his shoes and you're a mile away. And you can afford to criticize. <laughs> so this morning we're continuing our, our series on, on, on what it means to be peacemakers. What it means uh, to be Christians in a world where peace is in short supply. What, what it means to be people who have received peace from God ourselves and, and who have been called to be, to be messengers of, of God's message of reconciliation to the world. And, and we've seen over the last uh, five weeks now, first off, how, how peace is an absolute priority for God. It's, it's so important for Him. We, we saw after that how, how peace finds expression in the church, in, in a united church, in, in people who are committed to one another, who who bear with one another in love. We we saw uh, in the third week that that the reason there is conflict and fighting and a lack of peace is is because there is sin in the world and sin in us. And uh, we saw from James that that the reason we quarrel and fight is because of the evil desires that that are lurking within us. And we saw last week that, 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 that despite that we can find joy and freedom and peace when we confess our sins to God and, and to one another, as the case may be. And this morning we're looking at criticism. And I don't want to focus so much on, um, on us criticizing somebody else. We'll mention that a little bit, but but I want to explore this morning how we deal with it when we are the ones being criticized. I guess the question I'm asking is, is how well do we cope with criticism? How do we handle it? Not, Not just when we're fighting with somebody and they throw criticism at us, but but in our day-to-day experience where, where somebody comes up and criticises us. Peter and Paul, I don't think we're having a barney, but, but Peter sure got criticised. Just to make sure we're on the same page, um, when, I, when I'm speaking about criticism, um, a, a broad definition, I'm saying criticism is judging somebody uh, to have fallen short of, of, of some particular standard. Um, sometimes it's it's the standard of where God is, sometimes it's a human standard, but but what we're saying is really you've fallen short of the mark, you've missed it, you you just haven't made it, you haven't lived up to the standard that is on your life. Sometimes as I say we're measured against God's standard, be holy as I am holy, other times uh, our own standards between one another. Um, Sometimes The criticism is right and valid other times not so much sometimes people criticise to attack us as we'll see sometimes people criticise us to help us grow in our faith and maturity and walk with Christ Uh, one of the things uh, uh, I really enjoyed not really about the political campaign was all of those TV adverts I and mean, there's criticism from enemies to enemies, but sometimes criticism comes from friends, colleagues, fellow Christians, people who are close to us, and in our reading from Galatians today, we've got the situation where, where, where Paul publicly criticizes Peter for, for what he had been doing wrong, and, uh, and, and you know the story, certain men arrive from, from Jerusalem, from James, and and Peter, who's been living it up with the Gentile believers, suddenly goes all cold towards them, stops eating with them, starts starts sort of implying by his behaviour that that, that that if you're not a Jew, you, you're at best a second class citizen. And and Paul goes to him in front of everyone else, verse fourteen, and he says, Peter, you are not living up to the standard that God has set for us. I mean Peter is criticised by Paul. And it's not a criticism from an enemy, it's a criticism from a close friend and colleague. Uh, and, and the reason Paul, I believe, criticises Peter is because Paul was so concerned that, that, that Peter was missing the mark and, 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 and being a hypocrite and, and falling short, and, and not only falling short in, in his own life, but, but, but he's falling short of the whole point of the Gospel that in Christ... There are no divides, and we are one. The two great men of the church criticizing one another—well, one being criticized. You know, I guess there's there's two ways we can we can react to criticism. We we can either uh, react in God's way or or we can act in the way of the world. And and, and I think the way of the world is when somebody criticizes us. Get all defensive. As I said, our our pride, the hackles of our pride goes up. And for myself, speaking honestly here, I reckon the natural bent of my heart when I'm criticized is to go on the defensive. I suspect I'm not alone in that. I mean, I don't deserve to be criticised. I'm not that bad. How dare that person criticise me? And that sort of behaviour just builds and builds and the tension grows and it's like static electricity in the air and, and it just gets horrible and, 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 and if we let the conflict go on. Um, we, we just go on and things get worse and worse and worse and worse. As I said, when, when we're criticized, most of us, I believe, take it as if, as if we are being challenged. Like somebody is saying that, that our name or our reputation or our character or our honor or, or whatever is being called into question. And 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 isn't our gut reaction to try and save ourselves? To to point out that I've been falsely accused or I've been misquoted or, or that person hasn't said what I really said. Because people need to know that I'm not really a bad person. If I don't set the record straight, people might think that I was in the wrong. They might look down on me. They might lose respect for me. I, I don't deserve that. I can't have that. In uh, one of the Bible studies a couple of weeks back, we, we looked at, um, uh, at what the video calls the progression of an idol uh, in our lives. And, and basically it says uh, an idol starts out as, as something that we desire, which grows into something that we demand. I must have it. And that grows into, into judging and, and punishing people when they don't live up to my demands on them. And I can't help but wonder whether one of the reasons we, we don't take criticism well is that it's, it's impinging, it's pressing on, on the idol of our self-righteousness on the idol of people thinking that we are an okay kind of person, that we're a good Christian. I mean, we have to be seen as a good person. How dare you think that I'm not a good person? I think we've all come across people who who take criticism worse than others. Um, You know the sort of you you give a gentle encouragement and they blow up in your face. But I think really most of us don't like it. And and maybe because we don't like being criticised, because we know how much it can hurt us, we don't criticise other people when we should. Criticism is one of those words that we automatically assume it's always a bad thing, it's a terrible thing. Don't criticize one another. In which case we should reprimand Paul because he criticizes Peter. You know, personally, um, I I don't like confrontation very much. Um, I still do it, (laughs) but I really don't like it. You know, if I were Paul and, and I saw Peter behaving the way he did, I'd like to think I would have gone to him and said, Peter, what's, what's going on? This isn't, this isn't right. But, but, you know, it, I can guarantee you if I was in that situation, it would have weighed so heavily on my heart because I, I know how I would react. If I were Peter and somebody came to me and said, you are a hypocrite. I'd want to be sure that I was doing the right thing. And and that's no bad thing. As Christians, we do need to be slow to, to judge, slow to criticize. But but that's no excuse for not speaking the truth in love. Turn with me in your Bibles to, to Luke chapter 17. Um, Jesus speaks to His disciples here, verses 3 uh, to about 5. And Jesus says... Um, Watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. And the apostles say in return to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith so that we will be able to forgive our brother every time he offends us. Yes. I mean, yes, we need faith to to forgive. I mean, that's a great ask. Lord, help me to be a forgiving kind of person, but but also Lord, increase our faith so that when our brother sins, I will go and I will rebuke him. I will go and I will criticise him when it's appropriate. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith so that we will accept rebuke, so that we will accept criticism from our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, give us faith, increase our faith, so that when somebody does come and criticize us, we don't lash out and and, 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 and stamp our feet like Captain Caper. Lord, increase our faith to forgive, to rebuke and to accept rebuke. You see, the worldly way to react to criticism is to get up in arms and and to stand on our rights and to defend ourselves and and to insist on on, on us being okay. But but the godly way, the way of wisdom is is the way of humility. It is being gracious to the person who is criticizing us and, and taking the criticism on board. I mean, one of the marks of, of spiritual maturity is is being able to take criticism on board, to, to take on rebuke, to take on when somebody gently corrects us. And Proverbs 17 verse 10, uh, sorry, if you've got your Bibles, switch there as well. Proverbs 17 verse 10 tells us that Um, a a rebuke impresses a man of discernment more than a hundred lashes a fool. Uh, Proverbs 15, uh, verse 32. We're told there that, that he who ignores discipline despises himself, but whoever heeds correction gains understanding. I mean, the truth of the matter is there is so much to be gained By reacting to criticism in a godly manner. Psalm 141 verse 5. We're jumping around a little bit today, but that's okay. Psalm 141 verse 5. David says, um, Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. It is a kindness, a a blessing, an oil on my head for somebody to come and criticize me or rebuke me. If That person is a godly person if they are a righteous Christian man or woman, I will not refuse it when they criticize me because chances are they can see a place in my life where I am falling short of the glory of God. Places where with God's help I I need to deal with sin in my life. But you know, if we are to say what David says there in 141 verse 5 it is a kindness for a righteous man to to strike me to rebuke me to criticize me we need to understand the cross because at the cross of Jesus Christ we see criticism of us of me and you on a scale that, that that just cannot be matched anywhere else. Galatians 2.20, that, that Reg read for us, tells us, says Paul, um, I have been crucified with Christ. See, on the cross we see God's judgment of us. The penalty of which is that we are crucified with Christ. Remember I said that, that, that criticism is is judging somebody as having fallen short of a standard. I mean, isn't that what God has done on the cross with us? He's looked at us and He said, you are so, so far behind the standard of my holiness. You deserve death. You're a sinner. I criticize you for that. I mean, Romans 3, uh, verse 10 forwards, Paul says, um, quoting, There is no one righteous, not even one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous. And so, you know, when somebody comes and criticizes us as Christians. Shouldn't our answer be along the lines of, mate, you don't know the half of it. You say I've done something bad or stupid or whatever. (laughs) Truth is, I've done much worse. Your criticism is an understatement, to say the least. I'm not a righteous man. I'm certainly not a perfect man or woman. I'm the sort of person who who's had a death sentence hanging over me, I have been crucified with Christ. That's how rotten I am. And compared to that, your criticism of me, it's a drop in the bucket. I mean, we could get all defensive and say, oh, oh, oh. What grounds can we get defensive? In Christ, we've already been judged and found guilty. And the thing is, as Christians, we have agreed that we are guilty. The greatest criticism of us, we have said, yeah, that is true. Oh, I want to leave you now. That would be so disturbing if that was where it finished. It doesn't, of course. (laughs) I mean, there's there's a big but there, but but God has justified us through Jesus Christ on the cross. And we see His criticism of us when we look to the cross, but but, but we also see His justification of us. Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ, and, and now it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I mean, yeah, you want to criticize me? Go ahead. I'm sure I deserve it. And I can admit that because on no grounds can I justify myself. But I can also admit that because I don't need to justify myself. I don't need to prove myself right, a a good person. Because what matters to me is not this, this carefully formed idol of my self-image and my self-worth and my self-righteousness. What, what matters to me is not what you think of my honour or my, or my character or my person. The, the most important thing isn't me. The most important thing is, is what God thinks about me. And you know, when God looks at me He doesn't see me. He sees Christ. No longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And so when you criticize, we might say if we are criticized, we're not going to stand on our high horse. We we don't have one. But we can stand on Jesus. Jesus. I and mean, unlike us he is righteous and with his help we can take criticism on board and, 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 and because we want to be like Jesus we want to be the kind of person that you cannot criticize because we are holy like God is holy if you criticize me I can take it on board and with his help he'll work in my life to, to make me more like him And so when somebody criticizes us, we can say, thanks for pointing out how I can be more like Jesus, for helping me along the journey. Rubber hits the road. When I look to the cross, when we look to the cross, Who can criticize us more than God has criticized us? And I think we have to ask ourselves if if we react badly when somebody criticizes us. How do we react when we think of the cross? You know, when when somebody criticizes us, my my prayer is that we'll see it as a kindness like David. That that we will grow in the wisdom of God and, and see it as an opportunity to grow like we saw in the Proverbs. When somebody criticizes us, that we wouldn't feel the need to justify ourselves. because our persons are already justified in Christ completely and fully. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we admit that so often we, we don't handle criticism well. Lord, even from our brothers and sisters in Christ, we don't always handle it well. Lord, even when they are simply trying to, to gently correct us, Lord, when they're pointing out a way in which we need to change and in which we are falling short of, of, of what you would have us be. Father, I pray that you would help us to, to react to criticism in a godly way. Father, I pray that you would help us to dish out criticism in a godly way. Not to be afraid of criticising, Lord, but Lord, as your disciples said to you, we pray Lord, increase our faith, that we might forgive, that we might criticize, that we might be criticized. Amen. Um, As Anna-Marie hinted, um, this is a 2 part service this morning. Um, This is part one, two-minute coffee break, we're then going to go into part two, um, second half of the worship, where we um, speak to God about the business of the church. Um, If you're a member, please stay. If you're not a member,